Hey everybody, welcome to my podcast. My name is Fernando. I am a professional psychic medium and spiritual teacher, and most people call me Fernie, so you can call me Fernie too. Um, I hope this is not your first time to my podcast and that you're getting a lot of profound and interesting and enlightening information. But if you're not and you are brand spanking new to my podcast, please check out my website at www.fernandamarone.com and also go to my Facebook page and my Instagram. You can find me um, on Instagram. I think it's Fernie ESP. And on Twitter, I'm also Fernie ESP. I'm also on, what is it? On the other one, Snapchat. I'm also on Snapchat. So check me out on there as well. So on today's Today's podcast uh, episode, I want to talk to you guys about energy and how I manage my energy doing the work that I do. Now, a lot of you probably are sensitive as well. I mean, actually, I believe, personally, I believe that we are all psychically sensitive, that we're all psychic, we're all natural mediums, and uh, we've just forgotten and lost our awareness our understanding of how to use this ability and uh so so i'm no different than you guys are i'm no different than any of you i believe that all of you can do what i do the only difference is i spent time understanding my ability and i spent time honing and practicing it so that i could use it to do the work that i do but i believe that we all have this ability to connect with spirit and to use our extrasensory uh perception our our esp so um it really just comes down to whether you want to learn to use yours or not but many people like myself who are really sensitive and i'm i'm learning this more and more and more as i meet more people as i talk to more people as i get to know more people being a sensitive in today's world is not easy um it is actually quite a challenge because you are always going to be bombarded by information by energy by emotions that don't necessarily belong to you, but you're still open and receptive to. Um, most of us, because we are sensitive or we do have this ability, even though it's not, it may, it may be something you don't use regularly. If you care about either people or you care about the world, then you've opened yourself up to energy, period. And there's going to be a lot of energy interaction between you and others. So it gets really difficult because you not only have your own shit to deal with, but you also have to deal with stuff that is coming from the rest of the planet. And it just can be a little overwhelming. There have been times when I just am so overwhelmed with the energy of the world that I can't even get out of bed. I mean, I kid you not. There are days where I'm just like, it's so difficult to get out of bed and to participate and to do and to, you know, take care of your obligations, take care of your responsibilities, spend time with your partner, spend time with your family, because it's so overwhelming for me. It's like I already have enough to deal with, with my own level of sensitivity, but then I also have, I'm aware of what's going on in the world, you know, and then I also have to force myself to interact with people in a way that doesn't always feel um, easy because of the overwhelming amount of energy I've already got on my plate. So it's kind of like, it's like no matter what size your plate is, it's never big enough because what you're being given, the, the you know, you're always going to be served more and more and more every single day. So there are different ways that I've discovered 
over the years that helped me to cope with these kinds of circumstances. And I want to share some of you, some of them with you in this podcast. Um, but I, it's interesting. If you go to my YouTube channel and you check out my psychic development class, I have this, um, I have this lesson about understanding like whether you're psychic or not, understanding symptoms of psychic energy or symptoms of energy exchanges between you and the rest of the world. And I go through a list of a lot of different symptoms that people have or struggle with um, that will help you to understand whether you're, you're actually really sensitive or not. And it's a spectrum. I mean, most people, it's it, we're not all built the same. We're not all equally designed or made, we all have a different spectrum. Some of us are way more sensitive and some of us are not as sensitive and we're just kind of, you know, we're just kind of detached and disconnected. I'm sure you know people who are just, they are completely aloof and have no connection to the real world whatsoever. But, um, so everybody kind of operates from a spectrum. Um, and it really just depends on your unique, um, your unique point of awareness, your unique point of sensitivity. But some of the things that I'm going to share with you are my ways, my own personal ways that I've discovered that work for me, ways of dealing with the energy exchanges that I have to deal with on a regular basis. Now, granted, I am a professional working psychic medium. And so on days that I'm working and I'm seeing clients, it's a lot harder to um, to escape that overwhelming sense of, of energy just because I'm op- I'm completely 100% open to that in- energy exchange. And so it's going to be this normal like interaction that's going to take place there where I'm, I'm allowing it to happen. Um, but then when I'm not working, it's a little easier because I, I do have processes in place that help me to, to cope. Um, so on an, on, an, on an average day when I'm not working, what I do that helps me to stay grounded um, stay calm or at least feel more connected and feel less, you know, in my mind, feel less flighty, feel less, um, airy, feel less like scattered or all over the place. Um, I definitely like to go for walks. I think I do, I do this on days where I'm working and I'm not working, but I do go for walks. Now where I live, there's like mountains and views and et cetera. So I can actually walk out in nature and be out in nature. Um, it's still a neighborhood, but I'm, I'm still out in nature. So that helps a lot just because walking in nature or walking in an environment where you're surrounded by natural beauty or natural elements is the vibration of nature, the vibration of of the the earth without humans on it, the vibration of nature um, the natural world has a unique um, frequency. And so when you are surrounded and overwhelmed by that frequency, then it basically will will align you to its vibration. And so you'll feel more connected. You'll feel more earthy. You'll feel more, more in touch with that. When you're in your homes, you know, a homes are constructed things. They are places that retain energy. And so when you're in your home, you're basically every single day spending so much time in this space, you're imbuing your space with your energy, with your vibration. And so even though there's nature all around us, your space, your home is going to vibrate at your frequency, at your energy. So when you leave your home and you go into a natural environment, you're automatically going to align to those frequencies. Um, So that definitely helps me, for one, in trying to connect and, and reconnect with myself and ground myself in a way. 
Um, I do think smudging is very helpful. I actually really suggest that people smudge more often just because smudging is a way of kind of purifying the space that you live in. A lot of different religious practices, a lot of different religious um, beliefs, systems have some form of energy cleansing i know like at the catholic church being catholic myself when i well, growing up catholic i'm not catholic anymore but growing up catholic um you know i used to remember the priest coming into the church when church services would start and he had this urn um that he would swing from side to side and there was this smoke coming from the urn and i'm like what the hell is that like i never understood it i knew it smelt nice because it was a type of incense i just never understood it um but it's an old ancient practice of burning and creating a smoke out of some sort of herb or special or, or, or unique um, item, whether it's a type of wood um, or a type of herb or something else. But it's, it's the burning of that and using the smoke to purify a space. Well, this practice goes back quite a long time. I mean, this goes back into the ancient Egyptian period. So People have been using smudging in one way or another, whether it's through using sage, using a sage, a smudge bundle, using palo santo, which is something some, you know, others use. I have a friend who suggested dragon's blood, which is an, an incense stick that she uses, but, um, it's just, there's different types of ways of purifying the space, but using smoke is a really good way. So smudging, um, is something that I would also suggest trying just because it's been used for a long time in different cultures and it definitely seems to have some sort of a benefit. Um, I smudge almost every day that I work. Um, I actually have a little, um, conch, one of those conch shells, not conch shells. It's one of those little, um, abalonian shells. And, um, I put, I have like a little pile of sage in there. It's loose leaf sage that I got. And, uh, I love loose leaf, um, um, white desert sage just my favorite my absolute favorite and um, I just take one leaf every morning and I, I light it and it creates enough smoke that I can kind of purify my my workspace my desk my computer where I work at and then also myself as well so and then it'll permeate into the rest of the house but because I do it so regularly I've I've got this mentality and this this focus of purifying the space purifying the space so not only is the smudging i believe working but also just me intending to purify the space me intending to clear the energy out of here that has an effect as well i mean that actually does work as well so intention is i think the most powerful tool you can have to aligning yourself and grounding yourself and clearing yourself of all the excess garbage and energy that we tend to pick up throughout the day so just intending to clear to clear clear yourself and purify yourself is a great way of doing it another way uh, and something else that I do from time to time is I actually take baths. Um, I will like fill the tub up with water and either I will put on my favorite um, like ethereal music, whether it's someone singing um, very, um, very, I wouldn't say haunting sounds, but very, it's not opera, but it's it's got this like very echoey sounding music or something very, um, calm and relaxing um maybe some native american flute music if not i'll put on an episode of star trek believe it or not and that's just very relaxing to me but um i'll soak in the tub and i'll pour i pour some a uh, few drops of uh lavender essential oils because lavender is really 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 good for helping with cal with calming your energy and clarifying energy etc um sometimes i will actually take some 
Desert Sage, and I will throw a few leaves in my Nutribullet, and then I'll grind it to a fine pulp, and then I'll put that in the bath as well. So I like to do that as well, and that's another way of, of clearing out my energy in that way. Believe it or not, also cleaning your house is another way of purifying your energy, because if you live in a place that is just like crazy crazy busy if you live in a space where you're a hoarder and you're collecting stuff that's actually not a really good thing i used to know this woman who you know she was very spiritual but when you went to her house or her apartment it was completely cluttered with so much garbage unnecessary garbage that any ritualistic form of her clearing her space was probably voided the minute she in, it just the minute she stops just because of so much clutter in her home. And I mean, she just had tons of crap that she did not need. And I can just imagine that every single one of those things brought in energy and was just amplifying her stress and anxiety. Um, so I mean, making making sure your house is at least clean um, and tidy is a great way to, to clarifying your, your energy and your space. It helps to ground you as well. Um, I would say simplify your life, meaning I, I wouldn't say go and be minimalistic. I mean, minimalist, minimalism is a great way to, to do things. And I, I definitely enjoy having a minimalistic lifestyle. I'm not a minimalist by any means because I do enjoy things. I have things. So it really, it really just depends on your personal preferences there. But that's another way of helping to align the energy. And what I would say is if you're going to smudge your, your home, your space, if you're going to smudge stuff, make sure you clear out your space or you, you at least minimize stuff so that you're not um, just overwhelmed with that. So that's another thing that um, I would suggest as well. Gardening is another very, very, very useful way of connecting, not only with nature, but also with grounding yourself. Um, because it's very, first of all, it's very healing. Um, and this is something that not only is something that can affect you as far as spirituality is concerned, it can also help you to heal from, from other issues. I mean, a lot of people use gardening as a way to reduce anxiety, to reduce stress, to feel focused on a particular task. And it's just, it's a very nurturing type of activity to create something. And I've always said this, and I continue to say this, when you are in a place of dread or fear or anxiety, or if you feel like your life is falling apart, create something new in one way or another. Because by creating something, you're actually doing the opposite of what you're feeling. When you feel like you're losing something or something's falling apart, you're actually imploding in on yourself. Your energy is 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 retracting, is going within. And and if you want to allow yourself to align with the energy of God, of the universe, of the creative forces of life and manifestation, then create something. Do something creative that's producing something new, that's allowing something new to come into the world, into fruition. Because by doing that, it's the action uh, that's opposite of what you're feeling, thereby counteracting some of the forces that you're being, um, that you're that you're having affecting you. So that's another way of. Um, grounding yourself and clearing your energy is also to garden. Um, another thing um, that I would suggest is spending time with animals. Animals are very pure beings, pure entities. Um, and it breaks my heart. It absolutely breaks my heart when I see animals being abused or being hurt. And this is actually something I've struggled with myself because I'm not a vegetarian. I used to be, I actually was a vegan. And at some point I was a raw vegan, but I love eating meat and 
being Hispanic, there's a lot of food I can't eat if I'm going to be a vegetarian. So I really enjoy eating meat. And it's something that I struggle with because I know that an animal had to lose its life to to give me that sense of pleasure, to give me that sense of new nourishment. So I try to say a prayer when I eat sometimes. Um, not always, but sometimes. Um, I do try to maybe purchase food that is um, ethically raised. And if you go to like Whole Foods, they have these little brands on the packages that show what animals were treated well, you know. So, I mean, if, if an animal lives a decent life and then it's killed in an ethically um, acceptable manner, then I, I'm a, I'm much more okay with that than then some of these slaughterhouses where they just have tons of animals that are shoved into these small spaces and they have miserable lives and they are suffering and then they're treated so badly before um, they are killed. And sometimes they don't even die right away they they suffer before they they even fully um deceased so that breaks my heart and those animals that pain that energy it's with them so when you eat that food when you eat those things that energy is part of the food it's part of the meat you're eating so that's why i say a prayer sometimes because it just really gets to me and it affects me sometimes um but you know that that um, being with animals, spending time loving animals, enjoying their company is another great way to ground yourself and to clear your energy um, from from external influences. Um, so those are a few of, of, of the ways that I help myself to align or to settle or to ground. Um, sketching, drawing, painting is something else that I really enjoy doing. I used to do it much more in the past. I don't do it as much as I used to, um, but I still from time to time get that urge, get that sensation to do it, and then I will do it. And it, it feels just amazing to create something, to produce something. Something else that I'm going to suggest, and this is going to be kind of controversial to some of you, but oh well, screw you, because this is what's worked for me um, in, at times. I, you know, come from a background of anxiety and depression. I mean, my family, in my family, there are a lot of people who suffer from depression, who suffer from anxiety, who are on medication. Uh, my mother's a schizophrenic. If, for those of you who don't know the story of my mother, my mom's a schizophrenic, and she suffers from a lot of depression and anxiety, and she's on like this plethora of medication, of, of, of prescribed medication, and it has had a huge effect on her health and well-being in both positive and negative ways. So it's one of those give and take type things. But I've seen her struggle and I've seen her endure with some of that. My sister as well. I mean, my sister struggled with depression sometimes, and she's also struggled with anxiety. She still suffers from anxiety and also from bipolarism. So that's another thing there as well. Um, but uh, there are several members of my family who, you know, they were very productive, very independent, strong hustlers in their time. And something happens along the lines something happens down the road and they become these feeble-minded depressed people whose health just starts to plummet and they i mean it's un they are unrecognizable and it's just absolutely devastating to see these amazing people just go from like where they were at the top of their game to these places where they're bedridden they can't even wipe their own asses um when when they they shit so it's so sad to see that and this has happened 
over and over and over again with several people in my family. And I, I was having a conversation with my partner a few weeks ago and I said, my family, they, you know, I've got several people who have died from depression. He's like, you can't die from depression. I'm like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> I was like, these people, they get depressed for one reason or another. And as soon as they get depressed within a year or two, their health plummets to just horrible levels and then they die of some complication but i believe it's depression they are dying from depression i have an uncle who was a doctor who worked i mean he worked his entire life he was just one of the most um uplifting people you'll ever meet and he always did a lot for others he worked with the hispanic lower income hispanic communities and focused on helping mothers and their children and he was just someone I really looked up to um, my entire life. And then in the last year or two of his life, he his, all his brothers and sisters passed away. And he just decided that he didn't want to be here anymore. And so he just stopped working. I mean, just no reason at all. It's not like he couldn't work anymore. He just stopped working. He became depressed. Um, within a year or two, his health just went to to the level of where he was such an active, such a such a healthy person. To he was bedridden and he couldn't take care of himself. And then he died. Um, so that was one episode in our family. There was another uncle who went almost through the same thing. Um, and then I have an aunt who also went through the same. It's, it's just over and over. The story just keeps repeating itself um and i actually recently learned by uh going on ancestry that my my grandfather the person that i am named after is a person no my grandfather my yeah my grandfather not the person i'm named after but my grandfather because i was named after my great-grandfather my great-grandfather's name was fernando maron but my grandfather who was his his son um he died of organic what was it organic um basically it was dementia he died of he, he died of, of dementia and alzheimer's and um what's interesting is he wasn't 80 he wasn't 70 he was 49 years old 49 years old when he passed from this 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 difficult and very challenging um, disease and so alzheimer's does run in my family and i'm just like wow like to die at 49 like that's ridiculous um and so for me i know that this isn't just a mood disorder this isn't just like oh you have nothing to do with your time like you just need to find something to do or whatever i understand that depression anxiety that it is a very much of a genetic factor in our family in my family particularly so i myself at times have been um, have suffered with depression and I have t at times have suffered with anxiety um, just because I'm this you know spiritual person that you know I've had all these experiences and I understand a lot of information and I feel very much enlightened in that way in that regard um, just because I am that kind of person doesn't mean that I don't have human issues and human problems and depression, anxiety, those definitely have had an impact on my life. And there are times where some, some days that depression or the anxiety just was overwhelming and, and took, took hold of me. Um, and it was difficult for me to do the things that I needed to do that day. So with my work, you know, on a work day, the anxiety is just, it's, a lot. Um, I've, I think I handle it better now these days than I used to. Um, but it's a lot. Um, so, so for, for me, one of the things that has helped me, and this is where it becomes a bit controversial because some people are like, Oh, what you, what? Um, I, 
you know, I'm not much of a drinker and I've drunken in the past, you know, I've had drinks, you know, I think my favorite drink is like a, a, a gentleman's Jack and, and diet Coke or a, and which is interesting because when I was younger, I used to love Long Island iced teas, but um, I'm not much of a drinker. And I honestly drink probably four or five times in a year. Like I don't drink very much very often. Now, when I do drink, it doesn't take very much for me to start feeling a little more relaxed, a little calmer then my my face becomes flushed and then I start to get buzzy and then once I get buzzy then it's like whatever um so so for me drinking isn't really I can understand how some people become alcoholics or drinkers because they're trying to basically numb out or to just escape these the levels of anxiety that we have I know someone who um you know, she deals with a lot with the public and, um, she has to do a lot, um, in her circles in her social circles. And whenever she's going to go and do something like that, she just has a drink beforehand just because it helps to kind of calm her down beforehand. And I don't think that's very healthy. So that's not something that I would, that I would want to do full time or to, to want to be involved in. And not only that, but I know so many people who suffer from, from addictions or from some sort of, um, habitual issue there so so i i don't want to be one person that's like oh, i'm gonna have a drink every time i'm stressed or anxiety or anxious because that's not going to help me to to deal with it um others i know a lot of people here especially in new mexico in the santa fe area i think everybody or in the mama smokes pot or they smoke marijuana or whatnot for different reasons some people a lot of the people here are older so they're in their older age and they're probably all the original hippies um so for them smoking pot is not a big deal even though it's still illegal in the u.s um in new mexico recre- uh, recreational um marijuana smoking is still illegal i think until next year because that might change next year but um the the medicinal marijuana is legal and there are a few medicinal shops in town so so medical marijuana i mean so marijuana and medical marijuana are, are still pretty much smoked here i mean there are times where Ed, my partner and i were driving down the street going you know we just came grocery shopping and i'll have the window cracked and we just go through a waff of like marijuana i'm like whoa like i totally smell that and i i actually hate the smell of marijuana, I have to tell you. I hate the smell of marijuana. It's just, the, it's the smell feels just, ugh, I don't like that smell, so that's gross. Now, I have tried smoking it in my life a few times. Um, I've actually tried smoking regular cigarettes. I couldn't do it. Like, I tried twice. I literally tried to force myself to smoke, like, two or three times just because I wanted to see what the whole big deal was about. And I, I couldn't do it. It just, it, I hated it. It disgusts me. Um, so I tried smoking pot a few times. I almost choked in the process. Um, and although I did have reactions that were all psychoactive reactions, it's not necessarily something I would want to repeat or have to experience every single day because it's just not me. I'm not the kind of person who likes to lose control and I like to feel in control of my faculties. And when I'm that under the influence of something, I feel weird and it just doesn't work for me. So that doesn't, that's, that was not a solution for me either. So I was like, those kinds of things just don't really work well as for, well, as well for me. And now I've had edibles, but edibles stay in your system like for 12 hours or 24. And I, I can't afford to be like walking around munching on edibles all day long because I have anxiety. First of all, I can't really do my work, my job. If I am on edibles all day long and I'm all high all day, that doesn't, that's not going to work for me. Um, I, I have to be in control of my faculties. So I, I really, that doesn't work for me either. But something that I, um, just recently became aware of was CBD oil 
Um, and I've never, I never really bought into the hype of CBD oil. I never thought, oh, this is, you know, this is incredible, or this is. I never thought that way until I actually had CBD oil. Um, and I, I bought it from a reputable source. It's a reputable company that's out of um, Oregon and um, Portland, Oregon. And uh, I've, I did a lot of research about it before I decided to throw myself into. Well, let's give this a shot. Let me try this because people have. Um, a lot people a lot of people can recommend it so let me see what what people think about this so i tried some cbd oil i actually followed um a, a regimen and i tried it and i the the effect was almost immediate i mean i literally within 30 minutes i was like whoa this is a game changer so i would recommend for those of you and i mean definitely i'm not a doctor i'm not a physician so i wouldn't say go and you know do something stupid but if you suffer from debilitating forms of anxiety, if you suffer from depression, um, if you suffer from ADHD, um, I've, I've heard a lot of things about using CBD oil and how it has affected people who suffer from that. Um, I know it, it has helped a lot of people who have like MS. Um, I, I, Montel Williams, Montel Williams, remember guys in the 90s, there was a Montel Williams show. He has his own brand of CBD oil that he came out with because he has multiple sclerosis and it definitely has helped with some of those inflammation, inflammatory diseases. Um, but for people who suffer from depression and anxiety, etc., I've also heard some really incredible things. Now, 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 not everybody has had the same kind of reaction. Some people don't don't really enjoy it. Some people don't really, you know. But I honestly think it has more to do with the type of CBD oil you use versus just going out there and buying anything random. Um, but for me, I tried a brand of CBD oil, um, and it was pretty much night and day how how much it helped me with feeling more centered, feeling more grounded, and feeling less anxious. Now, granted, life is not rainbows and butterflies or anything like that. Like, I don't walk around and, oh my god, everything's wonderful, and the world is an amazing place, and no, we've still got some shitty-ass problems in the world that we need to fix. But for me, honestly, it reminds me whenever I've meditated for like 20 minutes to an hour, sometimes longer. Um, it reminds me of whenever I've done that. Afterwards, I just feel really calm, really collected. I don't feel anxious. I do feel sensitive, but I don't feel anxious. And I feel grounded. Um, now, I still meditate. I do meditate, but I'm not as, I'm not um, meditating every freaking day because I get busy and I get sidetracked and I get focused on doing work and stuff like that. So I don't always meditate. And so whenever I don't meditate, it definitely affects me. Um, but for, for, for people who, suffer from that i mean i've heard some incredible things and i personally can say that it definitely has had an impact on my levels of anxiety and stress um and it has helped me to be a more effective functioning personality in the world um i wouldn't say that it's the answer to everything but it's definitely made a difference it's for me it's almost like coffee um without my coffee in the morning i probably won't be working <laughs> very quickly because coffee gives me the the what I need to start to focus and do what I need to do. Same thing with CBD oil. I've noticed that my behavior, my my mood is more 
more balanced. Um, and I'm not as, as sensitive to some of the lower level energies that I'm normally, uh, sensitive to. Um, I, cause I mean, just being a psychic medium, I'm sensitive to everything. I'm just really sensitive, but it helps me to be less sensitive and on edge with some of the things. So I'm not as irritated as easily because it's like, ah, you know, this or that or that or this. So it's definitely made a difference for me as well. So that's another thing I would recommend. I'm not saying that everybody should go out and try it. So you really should do your research and decide if that's what's best for you. And you should, you know, if you have medical concerns, talk to a doctor, talk to someone who maybe has some experience with this. But honestly, I can say from my perspective, it has just really been a night and day type scenario for me. And I've actually recommended it to a lot of people who I know suffer from um, debilitating forms of anxiety and stress and etc. So, but that's another thing that I would recommend, guys, um, for those of you who are interested. Um, one last thing I would suggest as far as um, dealing with your energy levels and psychic sensing, etc., is give yourself an outlet for your sensitivity. And what I mean by that is sometimes you can't avoid or ignore what you are experiencing or what is happening, but just acknowledging it is powerful. It's absolutely powerful because by acknowledging something, you are accepting that it exists and you are learning to understand it. And by understanding it, you will become much more in control of when you when you give, you know, when you are going to receive it or not. And what I mean by that is before I started to develop myself psychically, I was having psychic experiences. I was having experiences um, in mediumship, but I didn't have any control over it. And it was just something that would, you know, I'd have a pop um, here. I'd have a random experience there. I felt, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. But it was very just radical, uncontrolled, and it would happen whenever the hell it would happen. Once I began to actively develop my abilities and I practiced and I gave myself an outlet through my readings, through my writings, through my videos, it became much more accessible to me at will. And it also became easier to shut off when I wasn't working. So when I work, all I have to do is just read, like start reading or giving someone instructions or helping, letting someone know, hey, this is how it's going to go. Hi, how are you doing today? As soon as I start going into that mode, automatically I start tapping into my abilities and my, my sensitivity because it's just a switch that turns on. When I'm not working, it's more like, you know, turning down the dial. It's still there. I'm still going to have experiences, but it's definitely lessened in severity. And so it's not something that's going to happen as often or um, as unintentionally unless I'm working or asking for it. So it definitely is much more easier to control. Um, so if you journal, that's a great way to express and give yourself an outlet for what you're going through. Um, if you do create art, base your art around whatever it is, um, creating music and having words in the music that correspond to what you're feeling, like just expressing or sharing what it is that you're dealing with, what you're going through is a great way to release the energy and to let it just just go, let it go. So you're acknowledging it, you're learning from it, you're understanding it, and then you're releasing it. Um, and sometimes the best way to deal with the energy is to just simply channel it. So if you don't have an outlet and you're still receiving these impressions, you're still feeling whatever, then you're basically storing up that energy within yourself. You're storing up all of that and it's just going to build and build and build and build inside of you until there's a, there's a, a moment where you cannot hold the energy anymore and then something ends up happening. So I definitely would suggest expressing yourself, journaling, 
giving yourself a healthy outlet for your your energy and what you're taking in because that will help you to understand and get more control. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to my podcast. I hope that some of these tools will help you guys. Um, if you want to know more about what I do, please go to my website, www.fernandamarone.com. I also share everything um, with you guys on social media. So if you follow me on Facebook, you also want to follow me on Instagram. Um, and sometimes I pop in on Twitter and on um what is it on Snapchat? Um, you can catch me there as well. But thanks so much for tuning in. I love you all so very much. I am wishing you guys an amazing week, amazing day, rest of your day, whatever time of day you are listening to this. And I look forward to our next connect. All right. Until then. Bye-bye.